It's time for Yusuf on security. Welcome back. This is part two of our two-part series, Inside the Threat, The Danger Within, part two. In this week, we will continue with our no-so-talked-about topic of Inside the Threat. If you haven't listened to part one, I'll encourage you to go back to part one to make sense of the continuity of what I'm covering here. So we will go and continue with that. In addition, we will recap all the trending security news, including there is an increase of multiple attacks on organizations. All that coming up next on Yusuf on Security. This is Yusuf on Security, episode 88, recorded Saturday, 8th of October, 2022. Insider Threat, The Danger Within, Part 2. There is an increase of multiple attacks on organization. So what is going on here? Well, the the main thing that is pushing this up um, statistically are the amount of vulnerabilities, of course, and you know combined sometimes with misconfiguration um, that is that is basically not addressed. Um, by, let's say, the, the SOC team, um, especially after, after an attack. Um, and that then leads uh, it to be open. And once an organization is, is attacked, especially if it's an organization with high profile, um, then, then this multiplies even further. Um, it, 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 it's really a widespread issue for, for high-profile organizations especially um, because if there is a number of exploitation that has been taken advantage of, um, first, the organization, of course, had an oversight and, and therefore there is a potential um, success for anyone else who have a go. You know, And there is always a copycat. Um, so especially when it comes to what we witnessed um, um, a year ago, um, the turn of the year last year, um, such as um, Log4J, um, the preceding um, one's proxy logon, maybe proxy shell. Um, when those big news are um, disclosed, um, then if an organization has been infiltrated and is out there, then of course copycat and other um, cyber groups will, will come in and actually take advantage of it um, and then you know the the whole thing is then out of the table um, because then they can apply on all sorts of um, tactics um, you know remote access um, ransomware being of course the quick gain for the attackers um, or maybe just quiet access where a the team called um, Initial Access Brokers. You might have heard of that, Initial Access Brokers or IABs. And these are really specialized teams that are um, the forefront um, of the ransomware gangs or any exploitation um, criminal. And what they do is they penetrate the organization because that's what they're specialized on. So they do all their effort to gain a foothold into an organization. Maybe they are tasked, maybe they are um, hired um, to penetrate a said organization, and that's why they call the initial access. And if you follow really the the attack framework or the previously um, kill chain, this is the, the initial steps after the um, scanning and, um, and basically um, surveying of a victim. 
Um, and then what follows after that is is anything, botnet, worm, um, ransomware, all sorts of stuff. Um, and especially if that is the case, then of course, uh, multiple attack can ensue because these initial access brokers, their most um, um, lucrative way is to resell. The whole business model is to have as many um, access to as many organizations, victims, and then resell that to a criminals who wants to do something. Um, they might be looking for intellectual properties. They might be looking for um, a quick gain, ransomware um, attacks. They might be looking for anything in between. Um, so... And, and enabling that, um, which then means they can resell the access to multiple organizations. Therefore, um, a given organization can be a subject of attack multiple times. Um, and that's unfortunate, but that's, that's, that's the reality that we are seeing in the threat landscape. Um, that is something that is gathering pace. So um, some of the um, attackers will, of course, um, be dormant and you might not actually notice and therefore time passes, but you don't really put um, this attack to when they came in because they haven't actually really reared their ugly head um, as much. Um, and then you dealt with a second wave um, or third wave and you really haven't made anything of it. Uh, but in fact, there were multiple attacks maybe successfully followed each other in a number of days or weeks, um, but one was um, playing the long game, whereas the other one was the quick quick win um, attacker um, such as ransomware so um, and especially if you haven't really done everything especially organizations that do not do proactiveness or maybe don't have dedicated and this is what I was saying earlier continuity is king um, because you really build a context once you have a continuity whereas if you're doing a sort of a part-time job um, as an incident responder then then, then that's not good enough um, because really then you're losing this battle of what I'm actually homing into, which is basically, you know, the long game. Um, we do obviously see as well um, rivals working together um, because once they see themselves and landed themselves in a, an organization um, in which they have invested a lot of time and effort and technology, by the way, um, technology being they might have actually, you know, exploited something. Uh, they, don't, they don't want to burn that um, technology that they developed, you know, the bad technology, the infiltration, the, 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 the head of the snake or the initial access um, code or the method used. They don't want to burn that. So therefore, they might overlook if they do see rivals um, that are already present, um, whether they whether they have um, come in um, after them or they came in um, before um, before them, so they kind of like ignore each other and therefore not necessarily collaborating, but they're not going to um, entangle themselves within that organization because then the whole thing will bend to the ground and no one is a winner. Um, the only loser, of course, is the is the victim. Um, but some of the underground gangs as well um, really go and resell, um, as I said, to weaponize um, that um, initial access and that allows then other organizations that might have actually bought and they do resell multiple times to then, you know, sort of converge to that victim, unfortunately. And depending on the time where they then action what they bought, um, their loot, um, it might be within days. It might be within the same day. Who knows? Um, and, and, and that organization is then receiving a double whammy, um, so on and so forth. Um, and the big thing that we have, of course, recently saw is, of course, the remote access, um, RDBs, um, which largely are either left as a misconfigured 
or maybe left with a by a previous attacker who might have resold didn't want to do anything with the organization but left the access um, intact um, and left it really um, to the um, to anyone to then use it um, so you know multiple causes um, improper patching uh, misconfiguration normally delete things that actually are um, giving access to, to, to anyone who's coming and really the, the go-to uh, mitigations are what you're already familiar with um, the, the, the patching um, really to prioritize vulnerability and using a prioritizing uh, method rather than fighting with the dilute number of vulnerability that you might actually see in your organization which can be in the hundreds of thousands sometimes if it's a large organization um, or thousands if it's a medium uh, to small organization sometimes especially if you don't have teams that are really nipping um, at the bat any batch that might actually be discovered um, make sure that you don't really um, leave anything on the gateways uh, especially if you're doing sort of a configuration or maybe connection between side to side or third party um, and then job is done you need to get that um, that, that hole in the on the firewall um, and get it shut um, make sure that you don't use really anything persistent um, that allows organizations um, either third party or others um, to just come in make sure that you actually have those cleaned up and and and, and terminated once that job is is, is done including of course if you had had a been a victim of an attack um, you know bear in mind that initial access brokers might actually been have resold your access to multiple organizations so do the due diligence and absolutely make sure that you clean and cut off and you know really close any persistent um, um, that might have been left behind and remote access um, is as I said just just look out for those if you are using between third third party or maybe if you are a um, um, and through your IT they shouldn't be really using third party remote access use your your VPN where um, your teams can actually VPN to a um, jumper host um, and those are machines normally that you land and then you basically then be authenticated and um, scrutinized before you gain um, access to the rest of the network so you do a number of, of sanity checks um, rather than just using a off the shelf application like the team viewer and, and other tools um, of similar nature um, you shouldn't be relying on those. Technology has moved on today and you can really um, close those as well. And, and of course, um, ransomware is, a, um, is, is really a, a, a danger that is always present um, and make sure that you have the technology, um, especially on EDR's front, to make sure that you actually uh, put that in place. Uh, ransomware is always um, coming through as a, um, a user that's been socially engineered, that downloaded something directly from the web or... It comes in as an SMTP traffic. Um, in either case, the first being, of course, um, security awareness and training. The second being a robust um, layer of SMTP gateway at the forefront that is really well um, orchestrated to prevent that. Um, so multiple attacks um, are increasing, um, but certainly it's something that can easily be mitigated um, with the hygiene and things that we actually have today. So what is causing an insider threat? Um, someone who might actually be doing this deliberately, if we take one step further. Um, it might be really someone who is uh, not satisfied of what they're doing. It 
typically it boils down really to either the not being appreciated, recognized, um, but the leading factor nowadays, um, these years, are financial distress. So um, someone might have a lot of bills, someone might have a lot of debt um, that they need to uh, you know, s- accomplish and, and go beyond and pay off. Um, and therefore, um, if they are already inclined to really get a quick win, um, then they are ripe um, to be abused. Um, so that has to be paid careful attention, um, especially nowadays that we're going through a economic crisis globally where people are really stretched um, to the limit of what they are able to achieve. Um, so that's actually one big thing. So financial distress um, can be can be quite a considerable toll to a lot of people. And, and unfortunately, if someone is already on the verge, has that susceptibility, then they're going to you know, take the extra step. The other one is the is the opposite of that. Someone who's not aware of it, who's not really deliberately doing anything. And this is when then the outsiders take advantage of that individual, especially a lack of trading. So this is really boiling down to the social engineering attack, which we see it on the on the rise, right? Social engineering becoming more and more um, prominent um, of the big attacks life cycles um, that we actually see. Big organizations have fallen victim, um, which we um, which we witness um, lately, just because someone really um, has allowed that two factor authentication um, to be to be acknowledged, in, you know, and that's the difference. Um, but if they were, as we mature through the zero trust um, framework, that should be a sort of a safety net. But if someone is is making a major mistake, uh, I doubt whether that even will be able to to actually circumvent. Um, so big attention to be paid, um, to be uh, made um, and paid for for that kind of attack. Um, and it's often linked um, to BEC, um, that's the business email compromise, um, basically really taking over um, an account, um, like the example that we gave on the, um, on the first story, on the second story, I'm sorry, on the first story um, of that unfortunate airline, right? So sophisticated groups are able to really take over accounts and then cause more damage um, and, and, and then it cascades from there. One of the things that can easily be done is um, for insider threat is deliberate um, um, non-performance um, of what they're supposed to do. So therefore, creating loopholes for um, you know accidents to happen and attacks to succeed. Falsification um, of records, right? So that's the integrity ma- manipulation, right? So one of the big triad leg of the cybersecurity. Um, 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 three legs and 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 also um, maybe rumors intend to cause damage um, untrue stuff um, that kind of stuff right so because that also touches the brand damage um, of the of the organization um, you know in manufacturing and things like that where things are a lot more physical um, than obviously you know deliberate damage of machinery or other other equipments right so so that's actually another thing destruction of um, properties um, you know although an bite be slow um, especially for organizations that do not have a monitoring technology in place um, that also is another thing vandalism and destruction and prac uh, which is don't happen these days really people have actually um, grown up to that but that's still something that can easily happen as well fraud um, is, is is another thing identity theft nowadays big one 
so unauthorized transfer of of IDs and and and, and things that the individual has access to, and there's a lot of attacks um, nowadays by um, initial access brokers when they do not succeed to come in into an organization. They actually have been seen in the last year or so or two uh, recruiting. Um, organizations, employees, um, especially nowadays, which you need to pay extreme careful attention with the financial stress that I actually mentioned, where they will offer a big cut of whatever they want to achieve. And therefore, if an employee is already on the edge, uh, they might fall victim to that. And this is really not to cause alarm or harm to your employees, but it's, you know, you have to be prudent um, of what the attackers are doing, because it's all about identifying um, the um, the adversarial tactics, techniques, and common knowledge. What do we know about them um, that they do commonly? Um, and that's one of them, and, and, and it has been proven um, and been used um, a lot, at least in the last 18 months. So it's not something really to cause alarm, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a present danger that is out there. Intellectual property, um, I think, goes without saying as well, because um, the attackers, um, especially ABT groups, definitely they are at the state level. They are tasked to actually get um, intellectual property um, from there, um, you know, including geopolitical tensions, um, to have an upper hand um, from a technological advancement. Um, so that's 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 a big um, one where um, they will employ everything to obtain um, and as we really build more and more technological uh, ability to pinpoint and to make sure that we are able to detect um, and mitigate risks um, you know this is going to be used um, quite a lot so I think it's something that needs to be really be added to the playbook um, of all possible um, 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 scenarios to be used as a top table exercise when we are essentially doing the war games um, of what might be um, happening on the threat landscape and how could that actually manifest itself and impact our organization. So defending the organization, um, although it's extremely difficult, we have to acknowledge that um, what we can typically do is really use deviation from the norm. So, um, and, and even before that, allow access to the network and have, it, have a login credentials to only um, on a need-to-know basis. Um, and need-to-know basis is part of the vocabulary of security. It's if you don't need to know this, then you shouldn't have it. So that has to be really revalidated. If that is... Uh, new to you, then you need to go back and actually learn that um, definition, you know, the need to know, which is very simple, really. I don't want to be um, um, pathetic, but also trying to top on, uh, talk on top of people. But it's really what it means is you just need to just baseline who should have access and why and validate. And if they don't, then remove it. Uh, because um, what is called credential creep, or privilege creep um, causes a lot of issues and it really catapults and helps when this kind of insider threat manifests itself. So if the person who might be uh, fitting that category of insider threat do not have the amount of um, privilege access, then they cause less um, damage um, versus uh, more damage. So this is where traditional security controls like user and access control come into play as well. 
limit um, the amount of access users have to the minimum um, required is really what I'm what I'm actually saying, right? So um, just 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 make sure that you deny access to things that are not traditionally needed for that. And administrators should be able to really, you know, have or the organization at large have a defense in depth, because something is going to give way one day. It's really that simple. Um, so therefore, you need to um, make sure that you have uh, something that can pick up a safety net. And, you know, a defense in death is something that has been talked about for years now. So make sure that you actually put that in place. Um, as we move on to extended detection and response, um, that normally creates a sort of a really heated debate of what do you mean by defense in depth if you're going to use one organization technology. There is nothing stopping you to have a layer defense made out of two technology or three uh, it all depends on what you are protecting, right? So as I always say, um, the little shack um, sh shop, uh, you know, around the corner of my house is not equate to the mitigation level required for a, I don't know, transatlantic airport, um, international airport. That needs a lot of mitigation and budget and planning, whereas a small shop doesn't. Um, so because if they shut one day or two, you know, nothing to be lost, minimal, whereas a big international airport, um, something that is extremely sensitive like that, you know, hospitals, you know, go for bed, they do have different level of mitigation. So you need to measure that um, and really in align that with your business continue to, uh, continuity planning of what matters most to the organization and how much can you actually cope without it. That kind of discussion needs to be done. A routine auditing um, is really a key role to be to be um, to be put in place. So don't be complacent. Make sure that you trust, but also validate um, to make sure that things are not actually uh, creeping out of control, uh, so to speak. Especially for financial institutions, um, this is for them. Um, there's got to be really balances and checks, um, especially when it comes to social engineering nowadays, and it fits onto that second category that I defined. Um, if there is something to be wire transferred, uh, you should not just rely on email or messaging. You should really pick up the phone and talk to someone that you often talk to, right? So the person that you're going to be talking to is someone that you you you, you relate to, that you have had relationship with, that you have conducted similar transaction before. And if it's someone out of the blue, then that's basically a um, red flag. So um, don't rely on transactional messaging and mass and, and and those those can be infiltrated. There might be a you know um, attack that is dormant that is also using an insider threat uh, manipulation um, watching everything going on and therefore actually um, orchestrating this activity but by you picking up um, the phone you might actually dwarf that attack um, that might have initiated in a business email compromise an account that has been um, infiltrated and finally, you know, the typical um, when someone leaves the organization, that has to be prompt and really well rehearsed and make sure you terminate that um, and have an exit um, discussion and interview so that you know exactly the feeling and, and, and the motive of the individual um, leaving the organization uh, is part of the security um, um, 
check and balances um, because really having a feel of how the organization how the employee feels um, is important from a social aspect uh, because um, that's how you will pick up clues of someone who might not be happy um, who might have a knowledge of the organization and even though they even have been terminated and have no access at least you know where you stand um, and where you fare out with this individual who now left the organization they still have a lot in their head there's no way you going to wipe their memory um, of what they have um, inside their head because especially if they have a strong um, if they had a strong privilege within the organization from a technological access and access control and inside the stuff so make sure that you really do that as much as possible and have it well rehearsed and, and and make sure that when you learn someone is about to leave then they are automatically moved um, to a more um, triaged more carefully monitored um, group um, both from a individual user level privilege but also asset um, that they have and all the accesses that they had previously to critical environment is basically then drawn to a close um, as early as you possibly uh, could have known um, and, and, and you know the individual is, is, is leaving. So that's really a good round up of the inside the threat, the danger within um, that I wanted to just talk about because something um, that we see a lot um, nowadays, especially when there is an investigation, there is always either accidental or deliberate and definitely ransom where gangs have had um, the opportunity to um, ask um, individuals to actually help them. Uh, actual employees have been offered lucrative cats um, for them to, you know, allow to code the ransom to run or reveal some sort of information um, so that the um, the attack succeeds. Um, so bear that in mind. It's a danger that is out there that has actually been used previously as well. And with that, we came to the end of the show. Thanks for listening. And until then, take care.